Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. got an email recently from a listener requesting I do an episode all about the bike in the game. His name's Josh, and he tells me he's a motorcycle enthusiast who has been riding for 13 years and has ridden with his wife across 18 countries to date. When he's not biking around the world, he lives in the Pacific Northwest, and apparently the game perfectly captures the feeling of riding through the region, though I hope with fewer freakers. Obviously, this guy knows a lot about bikes, and he sounded like the perfect person to bring on the podcast. Together, we're going to dig into Deacon's Ride and talk about all the great detail Ben Studio put in the game. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. Obviously, you're a fan of Days Gone. When did you start playing the game? Uh, I mean, the I pre-ordered it as soon as I found out it was a thing. Uh, just seeing like the trailers and stuff blew my mind. Um, I played it, I pre-ordered it, got it the same day, took off work, just played it nonstop. Uh, I still play it every day, actually. Same. Yeah, same. I, I, I've i said this on the podcast before. I usually don't get a lot of time for video games, maybe like a few hours a week. Since Days Gone, I play literally a few hours every day. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make time for it, you know? Yeah, it never gets old. How many times do you think you played it through? Uh, I am on my fourth playthrough on um, Survival 2 right now. Cool. Have you done Survival 2 before, or this is your first time? Uh, this is my first time um, on Survival 2. It, I wish I had just done it sooner. It's definitely the best way to play it. Uh, I am doing the New Game Plus, though, You know, so you already have everything unlocked. Mm -hmm. uh, so my next plan would be to play it as a just a new game like in Survival 2. I am in exactly the same boat as you. Yes, I, I'm doing Survival 2, New Game Plus. It's my third playthrough, so I guess I'm kind of a little bit like ahead of you, but also behind you. <laughs> Maybe I should have played it through one more time. What part of the game are you at right now? Uh, I just crashed over the pass and killed the Rager Bear. Oh, okay. I just opened Lost Lake. So I'm like, oh, nice. uh, what, a quarter of the way in, a third of the way in? That's arguably my favorite part of the game, though. Oh, Lost Lake <laughs> is amazing. I tell you, it was when, when you do that mission to like take Boozer to Lost Lake, that was when the game really became special for me. That was the moment. I remember feeling it. Up until that point, I was like, oh, this is fun. I get to drive around. I get to kill zombies. There's, you know, the sort of cool main character and this cool side character in Boozer, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just seemed very kind of like steady, even, but nothing radical about it. And then when you get to Lost Lake and you start meeting Ricky and Schizo and Iron Mike and, and the whole kind of vibe changes, it's so cool. Yeah, just uh, when you take him, like you said, uh, and the music kicks in, mm. uh, in that scene when you're taking Boozer to Lost Lake, it's like a very specific, uh, I think it was Soldier's Eyes. Yes. Uh, that comes on that is just like such a good moment in the game. You want to know something cool that I noticed this playthrough? So when that song is playing, as you drive up to Lost Lake, you see the Tielsen Pass in the background, right as the line that says, I'll be coming home soon, kicks in. Oh, wow, I did not notice that. I know, I saw it just last night. I was playing that scene and I was like, oh shit, look, there's Tilson Pass. And then I heard that line and I was like, oh my God, I bet they did that on purpose. as like a yeah. little foreshadowing 
it was just I it actually almost made me tear up like it was it was so <laughs> emotional I was like oh yeah I will be coming up I'll be finding Sarah real soon she's just over there <laughs> yeah the the amount of uh, attention to detail in the game is incredible absolutely all right let's get into the drifter bike Deacon's bike um you know a lot about bikes and about different types of bikes the drifter bike is kind of a, a hybrid uh, I think they say in the art book that it's like scavenged bike parts from different types of, of motorbikes. What, in your, like, I don't want to say expert opinion, but I guess I will say expert opinion because you're definitely more of an expert than me. What exactly is the Drifter bike made from? Uh, okay, well, the so there's as many motorcycles uh, as opinions about motorcycles as there are motorcycles and styles and looks, uh, but... From what I can tell, especially Deacon being like a, an MC, like one percenter uh, kind of person, he was definitely on like a, a kind of like a Harley, like a cruiser bike originally. Uh, and you can see that in the cutscenes. Um, but then uh, I think he's still using basically the same frame for something like that, but has, you know, modified it with essentially into like a dual sport bike uh, or a scrambler, which is a, a scrambler is also a model that both Ducati and Triumph make, but it is a type of bike. You would kind of identify these with like, they have higher ground clearance than normal motorcycle. Uh, the suspension is lengthened. The exhaust pipe always comes up high uh, on the back. Uh, and then, then you put like a skid plate or kind of armor underneath. So rocks and trees and stuff, you're bashing it on, don't break your engine. Mm -hmm. um, the big difference between like a scrambler and a dual sport is like a scrambler bike was not originally meant for off-road, but it's kind of like modified to do off-road. Whereas like a dual sport bike, uh, which is what I ride, is like a, a dirt bike that they've made street legal and you put turn signals and a license plate on it, basically. Um, the biggest thing I thought was interesting is that no one else in the game has a bike like Deacon's. And I think they want you to feel unique and special. Uh, but almost every bike that anyone rides in the game is like a, well, besides Deacon's, it's a piece of junk. Uh, like <laughs> like one of the worst broken down Harleys. That's what everybody else has. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because when you meet uh, Ricky, Deacon makes some comment about her bike. Or maybe it's not when you meet her, when you go out on a mission with her or something. And he makes some comment about that she's still riding that piece of shit bike or, or whatever the line is. Yeah, I think it's like, you call that a bike? Yeah. <laughs> and as a non-bike person, like I can obviously see there's a difference, but I, I was never really sure kind of what makes hers a piece of shit and what makes his so special. Because his also looks like a hybridized piece of shit, you know, from a from obviously a modern point of view, like an like a present day point of view because it's all like dirty and held together with zip ties and rags and things like that it's obviously <laughs> not like a a well-kept bike and hers actually looks a little neater and, and not cleaner but you know kind of more um less hodgepodge and more like a, a kind of a proper air quotes bike <laughs> the biggest thing about her bike is that it has no personality whatsoever um it looks like a bike she just found in a, a shed and hasn't done anything with it. It's just still working. Uh, it doesn't have any improvements, mm -hmm. whereas Deacon's bike, everything is improved. Yeah. Maybe not that early in the game, to be fair, <laughs> but definitely by the end. Yeah. And it's obviously she's had that bike for a long time because, you know, there's the whole backstory that 
she used to ride with Deacon and Boozer and so uh, presuming it's the same bike and she's a mechanic so she would or, or like a mechanical engineer but you see her like fixing up things so she would know how to maintain something and she would know how to improve it so I don't know why she hasn't do you think maybe like with with her being based in Lost Lake she kind of doesn't need to yeah I don't think normally Ricky's going out on runs as much so maybe it's not like something she needs to like be dependable and survive on as much as like Deacon's really out there uh, and riding super hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's riding like two up with Boozer and doing off-road at high speed. Like, I don't think that would be possible, but it looks cool. By two up, do you mean like... Like Boozer's on the back. I don't know how big Deacon is. He's not that big, but Boozer's got to be well over 200 pounds. And when you have somebody that big over the back tire... Um, I mean, even riding like with my wife, who's much smaller, uh, I hate riding with a passenger and she hates being a passenger. It, it throws off your, your weight, your balance. Every time you hit the brake, like they're thrown forward into your back. So, you know, Boozer is an excellent passenger. I never see him do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a bit about Boozer's bike. Cause you see that in the game as well. And that seems like a very much a traditional modern era bike that that just doesn't look like it would work on these kinds of roads uh yeah boozer's bike is still one of the cooler ones in the game though um behind deacons uh the other bike the other two bikes i would say that stand out would be iron mike's bike and um captain Corey's bike is pretty cool like they definitely have customized them uh that being said iron mike's i just rode over the the pass with him and the game and like that the engine is just insane on his bike. I think it has something like at least six spark plugs that I could see just upon like a quick look at it. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. My bike has one. Oh, yeah. oh wow. It, it's just like an excessive, uh, gigantic engine. I'm sure it could go very fast, but it would not handle too well off-road. Uh, it probably weighs over a thousand pounds. <laughs> Boozer's bike is pretty traditional, but uh, you put the right tires on there and get the right suspension uh, and it would actually be okay. I do like his, uh, I don't think it would be realistic, but his uh, shotgun holster on the forks, that was pretty cool. It's like right on the, the right, if you're on the cockpit, the right-hand side of the fork, he's got like a holster for his shotgun. Uh, I think that would throw your weight off a bit, but it looks really cool. Speaking of, of making modifications to the bike, let's talk about how the, the game lets you upgrade the bike and kind of maintain the bike. Because I thought that was like a really cool dynamic within the the world of the game that you get to kind of choose how to how to prioritize like what you're upgrading, whether it's yourself, you know, with your guns, or you can put your money into upgrading the bike. Do you know if there's like a specific order you should do that in, or what's what's kind of your take on how you approach upgrading the bike? In the game, I don't think that there's necessarily an order. It's kind of like what is available to you. Um, I always upgrade the bike before I upgrade the guns personally, but um, in like I don't think it matters as much. But like in real life, uh, I just did both mine and my wife's. Like I had I paid someone to do professional suspension, and it makes a world of difference. That's probably the number one thing I would tell anyone to do on a bike is the suspension. Uh, if you do front and rear, it it's like the bike could drive straight up a staircase, no problem now. Um, so. <laughs> I would recommend that, but I don't know that it makes such a difference in the game. Um, the other thing is a seat. <laughs> Not that the game lets you, but if any stock motorcycle, if you're going to ride at any distance, you want a better seat. Um, your ass cannot handle it. <laughs> right. 
Um, but that being said, upgrading the bike in the game is is pretty accurate. Uh, and you know, I like that you have to go to a mechanic to do it um, because, especially in that situation, where else are you going to get those parts? Although I would like it if you could maybe find rare parts on people's bikes that you take down. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, because you can sabotage the bikes, and there's some points where you can you see, um, you know, people doing patrols around, and you can just like shoot them off their bikes. Yeah, it would be cool if you could actually get something from that. Because I know you can sabotage it and get the scrap, yeah. you know, for like your weapons or your um, crafting the the crossbow bolts and things like that. But it would be cool if, if those bikes were cool because those bikes look like a piece of shit. Like even I can tell they look crap. <laughs> yeah. And they, they ride like crap in the game too. But yeah, it would be cool if you could take, if, if they had like more variety, more character to those. And, and like you could maybe, when you see the patrols coming around, like maybe every once in a while there's a patrol on a really fucking good bike yeah and if you can chase them down they're like really hard to get but if you could chase them down you can uh scavenge from their bike and get like really cool parts like yeah you like you every you can search every dead body uh that you kill you should be able to search and like random stuff will come out of it like a random bike part there should be stuff at like at crazy willies i think there's a there's a bike like when you go to get the fuel pump there's a bike sitting there yeah you should be able to like interact with that and get something more than the fuel pump (laughs) yeah that would be really cool maybe for the next one fingers crossed (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) how did you how did you find the gasoline in the um in the game in my limited knowledge of bikes as i understand it bikes don't need that much gas and you seem to run out in the game pretty fast especially when you have the small gas tank that that is true um (laughs) the well, the bike, his bike gets the worst gas mileage I could imagine, um, especially early on. Uh, like my bike has a, a 2.6 gallon tank, which gives about 130 miles before the light comes on. And then you only have like 15 or 20. Uh, that being said, I've had parts uh, in like the Atacama Desert in Chile where my bike, like luckily we were carrying extra fuel because there was no way we were going to make it. And so we have had to scavenge for fuel and I carry like a pump activated uh, hose under my luggage rack like a yeah, siphon. siphon hose so i don't have to you know use my mouth on that because <laughs> that is not fun so you have literally lived the world of days gone <laughs> except for the freakers and stuff yeah and all the <laughs> the anarchists and the rippers but in terms of like every day is uh wake up check all the the screws make sure nothing's loose on the bike load up the gear and ride for eight hours and make sure you never run out of gas as a general rule, we try to fill up every 50 miles just to be safe and also to give our butts a break. Do you find playing the game kind of brings back memories of that? Oh, definitely. Especially because it's in the, the P&W and that's where we live. And uh, I especially like the part, uh, kind of the early part of the game where you're up in the, the forest up north and uh, it's pretty accurate. It's what it looks like out here, especially with the uh, inclement weather, like the random rainstorms that come in. It's It's very realistic. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I I love it when the rainstorm comes in, and and you sort of hear the wind pick up, and then you hear the rain start, and it's like, oh god, I always feel a chill. Like I literally get cold playing the game because it feels so realistic. I just know I'm about to be drenched in ice cold rainwater. <laughs> yeah, that always uh, blew my mind that he he's just riding around with like arms exposed, no gloves on. Like your hands would freeze doing that. Any, anything on a bike is about 20 degrees colder once you start moving than what it is out outside. I can imagine. I see I see people on the freeway here in LA like going 90 miles an hour on a bike in a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I know it's a hot day, but it's not that hot. And I, you must be freezing at that speed on a bike in just a t-shirt. Uh, yeah, it can get it can get cold. I mean, if it's like 90 degrees out, you're you're fine, except if you fall, you're dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. yes. I'm pretty sure if you fall at 90 miles an hour, you're probably going to not fare well. <laughs> yeah. T-shirt or no t-shirt. Even if you're wearing like, you know, full leathers or whatever, you're probably not going to come out of that. Looking <laughs> no, I, I doubt it. Uh, oh, another thing I wanted to mention about the gas. Minor thing, but... Uh, it's like two years later in the game, uh, but gas only lasts for three to six months. Oh, I didn't know that. It, like it will, it will separate basically. Like the water in it separates, and you shouldn't run that in your engine. It could mess it up. Well, that's just ruined the entire fucking game. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. That being said, I don't know. Like finding it in a random tow truck seems weird, uh, or that gas pumps would still have it. But at the same time, maybe they're uh, manufacturing gas somewhere. They got a refinery. Like Mad Max style. I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you can you can treat gas also. Oh, you can. Yeah, I pour like a treatment stuff every time I put my bike away for the winter. It says it can last like up to a year, keep it stabilized. But uh, I hopefully never have to find that out. Uh, but you know, I used a lot of bad gas in like Mexico, just because that's what they have available, and your your engine will start backfiring constantly. So you have to put like fuel injector cleaner in to keep it running smooth. So that would actually be an interesting, I bet a lot of people would be annoyed by it, but if they put that as an aspect in the game too, like you all, you also have to like find good gas or stabilizer or something. That could be maybe for the higher difficulty levels <laughs> yeah, just, where not all the gas is good. Maybe it's just randomized, like you just fill up and then uh, a wolf or something is coming at you or a cougar and you're like, oh, let me get out of here. And you jump on the bike and rev the engine and it just backfires and like stalls. <laughs> and it's like, shit, <laughs> that must have been bad gas I just put in. Yeah, that, that definitely feels uh, realistic. <laughs> I mean, some people want to make it where you have to eat to stay healthy and stuff all the time too. and Not how I want to play it, but it would be cool if they had a feature for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe things that you could turn on and off. You know, like, yeah. you know, you could sort of select, oh, I want the hardest game possible and the most realistic experience. And you could have, like, you have to eat, you have to go to the bathroom, you have to take a nap, you know, you have to sleep, uh, you have to get the good gas, you know, all of those different things. It would be kind of exhausting, and I don't know if that would, <laughs> that would really add anything to the game, but I'm sure there's some hardcore fans out there that would <laughs> that would want to see that. Yeah, I definitely think some people would buy it just for that. Speaking of having it be kind of interactive in that way of like you get to, to choose your experience, one of the things I really like about the bike is the decals and the visuals that you can add to the, the tank and to the frame paint and all of that. Yeah, I, I love that. And you get the full spectrum of color basically with like matte paint, uh, glossy and like glitter paint or whatever it was. So uh, they give you a lot of options. Yeah, I always go for like the um the the designs on the fuel tank and then I always have the frame painted the copper color cuz I just really love the copper is so cool because it really kind of reacts to the light. So sometimes it looks really dull and faded. And then and usually that's like when it's when it's kind of sunny out, it which sounds kind of backwards, but like it just sort of blends it in a little to the landscape and then usually when it's like a a sort of dimmer more rainy kind of conditions it starts to kind of sparkle a little bit like it just picks up on this extra little level of light and and reacts to it and like reflects it so you can kind of see it it's almost like it's kind of camouflaged in the the hillside or you know in the landscape 
but at the same time it kind of draws the eye and, and you can find it really easily when I'm like running away from a horde or something like that I'm like where's my fucking bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's always cool to see what other people like their screenshots like I feel like no one's I've never seen the, the bike that I ride uh in anyone else's game what do you have what design do you have uh I tried to make it as close to my bike as possible so it's got kind of like that tan cream color uh I don't have it all upgraded as high as they want you to like uh with the trying to think of what they call that like it's not a spoiler it's like on the front end yeah the the um what do they call that the mudguard <laughs> uh, that thing over the wheel it is the thing over the it's not the front fender over the wheel but like uh, under the headlight that kind of like makes it more of like a beak in the front um it looks like a bmw like a gs or something yeah i usually don't put that on i don't put the you know the rebar windshield that he has because that would definitely decapitate you um <laughs> <laughs> but you know mine's a lot smaller like my bike doesn't have a windshield or anything it's pretty low-key so that's kind of how I ride it in the game uh, it's not as powerful as it could be but neither is mine and I kind of like it that way I think it makes you play a little different too so but I love seeing screenshots of what other people come up with yeah I usually I just max mine out with like all the good stuff and then like I said I put all the thought into the the just the designs that you can have on it like the um, full paint jobs they offer? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I had it on the one that you get for, for Ricky's storyline, uh, like the blue, uh, it's almost like clouds or something. And then I currently have one, I forget uh, I forget what it how I unlocked it, but it's kind of like a, it's a turquoise blue and it has a, a, like a Native American girl with like a headdress on it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that I one. Forget, that looks good. I forget, yeah, it's really cool. Like, I really like it for the blue. The blue and the copper combo is just, I, I love it. I can't do anything but that. It's my favorite. Uh, you should send me a screenshot of it. I want to see what your bike looks like. I will do. I actually, if, if you want, I have it on Instagram. You can pull it up right now if you go onto the Days Gone Pod Instagram. Yeah, it's kind of like that light blue and then dark blue green on the tank, like yeah, swirls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the one I got for, for Ricky. That's the, um, it's kind of like clouds or something. And then the frame you can see is kind of like the sort of copper color. Yeah, it, it does uh, mix really well. You've even got like the copper rims on there. I know, and it just reacts to the light in such a cool way. So, all right, so critique what I've done, because I do have that thing that you, you just mentioned, the, the decapitation device, I think. <laughs> on I mean, it looks super cool for post-apocalypse, but it looks like it's made out of rebar, and that would, uh, in real life, weigh a ton over right, right in front of your, your forks, and that's probably not a good spot for all that weight. Uh, but, you know, whatever. And then the, uh, the thing that kind of holds the headlight up, uh, a lot of, like, if you look up a BMW, like a GS model would have something like that. It's a cool look for sure. Like I said, I just like to ride mine as lightweight as possible. I don't think it really matters in the sense of the game, but in real life, it definitely does. Yeah. Do you know much about how the the choices you make in the game with the bike, how they affect how it drives? Because I honestly didn't notice that much variation, except for when you obviously enhance like the tires, give you better grip, and the uh, the engine or whatever gives you a higher speed, and the fuel tank gives you better range. I didn't really notice that much difference with everything else, like when you can change the suspension and things like that. Did you notice anything? I didn't really feel there was a huge difference in, in most of that. Like you said, like you can go faster. You can, um, I mean, it says you'll get more damping out of the, the shocks if you upgrade them, but I can't tell if that actually, I'm sure there's some kind of number 
that some behind the scenes system is telling it how to react different. But uh, I, c- I don't know if I could feel it too much in the game. I I will admit I'm terrible at driving the bike. Like I I'm, I always oversteer. I know on the PC you can change the sensitivity, but you can't do that on the PS4, which bothers me because I suck. I always oversteer. And then I oversteer the other way. And then my brain is like, stop oversteering. Stop doing this. You need to calm down on that, <laughs> that control. <laughs> and I still like oversteer again. I always find like in trying to dodge a tree, I will drive into it <laughs> all the time. I'm terrible. I, I have to slow down so much because I just I can't seem to steer. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm great at it because I, I did kill Boozer the other day when he was on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but I do kind of go, you know, full throttle, and uh, I find uh, you just tap the the rear brake, and it kind of you you'll start to drift, but you don't overdrift too much, right? Uh, so yeah, I don't I, know. I think I just maybe I, I I'm just like not braking properly or <laughs> or something. I don't I don't know. I it, I I'm like I'm mostly I'm kind of making it sound like I'm worse than I am. I mostly drive <laughs> full speed. <laughs> with the nitro <laughs> and then i wonder why i go up the road um but no i'm i'm pretty good i can like dodge most things but my first playthrough i was terrible um but i also you know going through the the cascade region as you're talking about the the forest area that's at the beginning of the game and it tells you at the beginning that you can um you can conserve gas by not accelerating not revving the engine so much so i spent most of that region kind of coasting and like anytime I was going downhill I wouldn't use the engine at all because I thought oh this game is going to be really scarce with fuel and I've got to make sure I'm quiet so the freakers don't hear me and on my next playthrough I was like oh actually you kind of don't need to worry about that you you can drive normally because <laughs> there is plenty of gas um, but the problem was I would then drive normally and go into the fucking trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like uh, I've never run out of gas. Um, maybe because I memorized where all the um, gas cans are, so I always know where to right. find some more. Um, I did. I ran out one time right near the end of the game when I was stuck between two hordes and a whole bunch of the militia soldiers who'd come south of, or come north of the pass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was stuck in this one area and I could not find gas. And it turns out there was a tow truck right there and I didn't see it. And there were wolves <laughs> and cougars and all the, it just, I couldn't get out of this place. I ended up having to run on foot for about a mile <laughs> to go get gas from somewhere else and then like sneak my ass back in to fuel up the, the bike <laughs> and then drove like a hundred yards down the road and there was a tow truck. I was so mad. Was this in um, the Survival 2 difficulty? No, this was my first playthrough. So it was like oh, okay. normal. I think it was normal. Gotcha. Yeah, I, would, I was going to say that the Survival 2, the biggest, it's not even that much harder, but the randomness uh, of things is pretty amazing. Like I was chased by three runners, uh, which I, like on the bike, I killed them. Uh, and as I stopped to get off uh i was attacked by four wolves uh managed to fight them off then i saw a sniper light and so i like rolled out of the way and saw a bear attack the sniper so oh my god i started shooting the bear it charged off the hill and came at me and uh right as i killed it i heard the music for a horde and i turned around and they were like coming back to their cave 
And so then I had to outrun a horde, and it was like by the end I had no ammo left. Uh, but like, what a game! <laughs> so. You know, when something like that happens, that's always the time when your bike gets knocked over. Yeah. And oh I'm yeah. Like, the horde. No, took I just want to get down. out of here. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally can't get on your bike because it's on the ground yeah. and it just takes too long to pick up. I hate that. I always leave my bike quite a ways away from any horde that I'm going to fight. So even though I have to run further, I know that I'm going to have put some distance between me and my bike and it's not randomly going to get knocked over by some random freaker from the horde. Yeah. Because uh, there's, there's nothing worse than you're just like sprinting away and then you see your bike on its side and you know you don't have time. Yeah. I will say the game, though, does teach good uh, habits. Like uh, when you're going to do something like that, like I always try to position my bike in a good way to get out. Mm -hmm. um, I always, always do that. Yes. <laughs> and that, that affects like real life. If you're parking on like a, a hill, you never want to park like into a parking space that's on a slope like nose first because there's no reverse on a bike. So you would want to back into that. So you can pull up the hill because uh, otherwise you're going to have a hard, really hard time um, trying to push it backwards. Um, mm -hmm. So stuff like that, you know, it teaches you little lessons about what bikes are like. And uh, it's it's very similar to the real thing because um, like, you know, on a real bike, you're using you know, your right hand is the throttle and the front brake. Your left hand is the clutch. Your left foot is the shifter and your right foot is the rear brake. And just in the game, like your the left trigger is the front brake and the circle is the rear brake. Um, I that explains where I've been going wrong because I didn't know that they were two different brakes. Yeah, and that's why you drift with the rear because you're locking up the the back tire. I don't even know which one I use. I think I use them both interchangeably. Sometimes I press both at the same time and feel like a dumbass because it. I thought it was they were both the brake, just the generic brake. Oh yeah, no, that they they designed it really well to to be accurate. So I mean, you can lock them both, and it, it definitely stops better, but. Uh, like on in real life, you're you're going to use your front brake about ninety percent of the time, um, unless you're doing off road. Then a lot of times your rear brake is better, um, and then you can do those like lock up the back and slide around. Not that I'm claiming to be that good at that, <laughs> but uh, it does it does feel accurate. Um, one thing I wish they had that they don't is like when we do a lot of off road, we stand up on the pegs. Uh, mm. It gives you a totally different feel of control when you're off road, and also probably saves your your butt a lot because <laughs> you don't want to be off road like bouncing up and down on the saddle like, yeah you want to be able to like lift yourself off that yeah you kind of your legs absorb suspension. with your knees keep them like slightly yeah. bent kind of squeeze the tank with them and uh you know you don't lock your arms too much you just kind of let them push the the bars where you need to go and uh yeah it would be cool if you could just hit a button and stand up kind of like in a i don't know if you've played assassin's creed valhalla but you can like stand up on your horse to jump off you can't do much else but it would be cool if you could stand up on the bike you can do that in odyssey as well i think oh okay i haven't played that one i played it before days gone and it just seems like such a distant memory uh but yeah no that would be really cool if you could do that in days gone and, and like at least like you say kind of just stand up a little bit because now i'm worried about deacon's butt like <laughs> i mean he's those... got in incredible form when he rides he's he's always on it uh, right. <laughs> he does a little stand up when you do big jumps. I've noticed too. He kind of stands up. And uh, I, I was noting too the audio. I, if you play the game with headphones, it is amazing. Um, but I saw like a video that they like a making of where they had like a bike on a stand and then boom mics, and they were throwing like dirt at the bike, um, and they captured it amazingly because when you're off road and you hear like little pings, 
uh, of like, that's like a rock hitting your skid plate underneath. Uh, and that's exactly what it sounds like when you're off-roading. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I watched that video too, and I've been paying attention to it in the game ever since I saw it and thinking like, yeah, I'd heard those noises and I didn't, it didn't really register what they were. I thought it was more the bike kind of making those noises. And then I watched that video and I was like, oh, of course, it makes sense. It's little rock chips and things and, you know, whatever you're driving over, making these noises. Do you happen to know, have you noticed if it does it more in different regions? You know, like when you're driving through like the desert area, I imagine that that would have more kind of more dirt kicking up on the skid plate. You know, I haven't noticed that, but now that you mention it, I'm going to do a hard listen for that tomorrow because I would not be surprised if they did that. Yeah, the level of detail in this game is, is just off the charts. It's so cool. Yeah. That's all we have time for in this episode, but come back next week for part two, in which Josh and I discuss dealing with those pesky snipers, playing the challenges, and what we'd like to see in a sequel. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.